What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in again. This is Craddy and the Live and Direct Show. This week, I was lucky enough to interview Pumpkin. Pumpkin is a DJ. He's a producer. He's coming up strong right now, putting out a lot of stuff and making all kinds of cool remixes, playing all over. We had a great talk about him coming up in LA, playing at the Viper Room when he was 15. Nick has a really interesting take on music, so check it out. This is DJ Pumpkin on Live and Direct. What's up, everybody? This is Craddy with the Live and Direct show. I'm here with Pumpkin. Nick What's Alvarado. And uh, we're going to get to talk for a second here. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, my pleasure. Are you um, off tour for a minute? Um, just for Burning Man. I just took Burning Man off. So this yeah, that is pretty was much a surprise. You, what, any reason specifically for that? Uh, family business. Oh, okay. Yeah, got to stay in town. Oh, that's but cool. But it actually was kind of a, a bit of a blessing just in that I got a break, you know. Because you've been playing constantly. Yeah, pretty much every weekend. Different festivals. Yeah, a lot of festivals. Um, getting to Canada more now, too. So Nice. Where are you playing in Canada? Uh, I played Edmonton, um, mm-hmm. a festival called Astral Harvest, and then I'm going back to play a club show there. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, played Shambhala. Mm-hmm. And How was Coast. that? It's incredible. It's my favorite. You've been there a bunch of times already, right? Cause you no, fit just, right in. just oh. last year. Oh, really? Because I feel like you and Shambhala are perfect together. I feel that way, too. Yeah. Like it's living a, room stage? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your... Yeah, you were made for that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So you met Sarah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, Those are good people. Yeah, that fam is is a, is a good one. Yeah, and, and Canadians p- are just the nicest. <laughs> they totally are. They're yeah. the nicest. They're such. They're so sweet. Yep. And yeah, exactly. genuine. Yep. About being nice, not in like some sort of conceited, Plus, or seeming I mean, nice. I I love uh, I love every aspect of the you know. Transformational <laughs> festival, the transformational <laughs> festival scene, if you'd call it that, or you know, whatever you'd call it. Um, but what I love about Shambhala is that it it's totally just music oriented. You know, like the the workshop schedule is a little square in the bottom right mm-hmm. of one of the pages, and then there's you know eight full pages of just music schedule. So you think it's cool that there's not like workshops and yoga? Not and that there's not that. I think it's cool how. How much of an emphasis there is on music? I right. love I love all the other aspects yeah, too. Right. You know, I love the art. I love the yoga. Um, you know, getting to hear great. You know, like go, go to workshops and hear people speak on. Mm-hmm. You know, permaculture and what right. have you. Right. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I, I I like all that stuff too. But no, I see what you're saying. But it's but so focused it's just, on the music. It's so impressive, like the the amount of care that they put into, yeah. into their. So the you music go. Program. You'll walk around and hang out. The whole festival. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, what other stuff did you see there that you were you were feeling? Mr. Scruff blew oh, my yeah. face off, man. I that, saw him years ago. That was one of the most impressive things that I've seen His in, set. A, in a really long time. Yeah, because he is like a serious DJ. You know, yeah, he two is turntables, two turntables, two CDJs. This like dubbed like like dub like um oh delay, really delay box to do weird like dubby effects oh that's on cool it. and yeah, yeah he's just yeah an animal really impressive that's awesome did you get to meet him i did not get to meet him yeah no that's cool but yeah we were just all like sitting behind him while he was playing drooling <laughs> yeah and it was a four-hour set too which is and just... and records and cds mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah yeah he, he slayed it you started with records yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i started playing vinyl um, 
But that didn't last for too long. That was right when like, CDJs, right at the edge. yeah, when CDJs were becoming, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a a less expensive option. Right. Record, records get really expensive. I know. <laughs> there, there, there used to be this buffer zone when you were a DJ where it was like you definitely had to spend like about a grand mm-hmm. to just get into the game. Yeah. Um, and now it's like everyone just has it, comes with their laptop. Yeah, you could play off of your cell phone if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I bet there are people who have. Uh-huh. I haven't yeah. seen it ever. That would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two two cell phones and two a cell phones. Yeah. Oh, well, then you're that's see, respectable. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just one cell phone is like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, I was listening to your SoundCloud, going through all your remixes. You have like such an impressive Thanks, list man. of remixes, and such an interesting. You know, it really shows just your personal taste. Like you just. <laughs> these songs talk to you and you just find them and or they you guys find each other yeah nostalgia plays a big part right in, in a lot of that right you know that's why i'm like remixing muppet songs the muppets and, you totally. know, yeah just because nostalgia really just plays a large part in how i select songs and what songs i would want to it's like a childish rework. sort of like big um time. utopian like happy times awesome yeah. i like that is, is that what you think of it <laughs> yeah because that's the vibe that's, i get that's what it feels like it's yeah. sort of like um uh, yeah like uh everyone's happy and it's just good times and good vibes yeah. and it's yeah daytime well i'll let you day, tell it daytime smiley music well i mean I, yeah, that's daytime-y, not daytime smiley music that's not what i like set out to make at first right you know um it's just this weird little pocket of music that i that I stumbled upon. And the best thing is that I don't have to, um, you know, like a house DJ can just play house music. Really? Right. You know, if he comes out and starts playing, you know, like you just started as a house DJ, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, music, music is music. And I don't think enough DJs really, maybe more so now, but I don't think enough DJs really experiment and, and dabble in, you know, in other genres, like you're you're making the music that you play, so you can make it sound like however you want it to sound. But if you know, if you're just a DJ, just crate digging, um, right? It, a lot of times, if you come out with an off the wall selection, people are gonna look at you, you know, mm-hmm. with 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 a wrinkle in their brow, yeah, and right. Not, not really getting what you're trying to do, and right? I'm so fortunate that I get to play whatever. Whatever There's I that fear to. as a DJ where you're up there and you're like, all of a sudden everyone goes, what the fuck did yep. you just put on? Yep. And you're exactly. like, oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Like for, and it's the, the spell gets broken or something. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't, you can't live in the fear of that. No, no, happening. not at all. Yeah. yeah. Taking yeah. risks is, that's most of the fun. So do you think like, pl- I mean, cause I, I, I do think that playing the happy, sunny, um, what'd you call it? Fun day, Sunday. Yeah, oh, oh, daytime, daytime yeah. smiley music. There it is. Is sort of a risk. I think it's a risky thing to do because if you look at what you know the big names or whatever you want to call it in electronic music, it's all edgy. You know, it's all heavy. It's sure. dark. Right. It's moody. It's about like drugs and sex and yeah, you're well, right. yeah, pretty yeah. much. And so, which is great, you know, and it's about dancing and celebrating too. But exactly. in this sort of like. Mm. Right. Rather than this, like ah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's less cute. Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's a risk to go out there and like. Did you feel when you started playing this stuff that people were like, their you know eyebrow was coming up, or do you feel like people were like relieved to hear that? I I think that there was a sense of relief. Yeah, 
um, I really lucked out in that regard because the first times that I really took the risk of playing um, of playing this kind of music was daytime sets at festivals. Right. So it it lent itself to that to that setting. Right. Right. So it was it totally fit in. So it wasn't. It was like you were at the right timing. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there have definitely been club shows where. It felt a little strange to play some of the stuff that I play. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, where you're like indoors and it's indoors it's at night, and, and there's people like coming up trying to make requests, asking how how much it is to make a request, like you know, oh, that, right. that that kind of like a club club. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And playing playing adorable remixes of '90s songs just you know can come right. off a little weird. Blind but melon. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. But that. You know, again, the the risk is a lot of the fun too. Well, that's always you know that's that's what it takes to get into the game, is that you go out there and you have those shows where people don't know what it is you do, so no one's oh. there like to see you. For maybe, sure, you know, and For so sure. you start playing Blind Melon, and then they're like, "Hey." Can you play the new Justin Bieber track? <laughs> exactly. Then, for real. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something very similar has happened. Yeah. People like just holding up their cell phone with requests yeah, ty- yeah, typed yeah, on the screen. Yeah, totally. That's like, so funny. You're just yeah. like, oh, bless your heart. I know. <laughs> I always used to just say, uh, for a while I resisted and would argue with people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that if I just said yes, they would go away. And then it just, That's they, brilliant. I'd never see them again. Yep. Yeah. So I would always, I'd be like, oh, totally, totally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally going to kill that All one. right. Thank you for that. And they're like, really? Oh, that's awesome. Sweet, yeah. you're the man. And then they wander off and they never hear it. They probably leave before I, you know, it's like. That's perfect. Yeah. That thank, was the thank you for that. Yeah, do that. Just agree with them. And then sometimes they'll come back up. Every once in a while, they'll be like, hey, dude, you didn't play that track. And, and then, then you, then well, you. I think then you just tell them that they just missed it. You're like, no, I just played it. <laughs> that would be the move. <laughs> I didn't do that. Then I would be like, hey, I'm sorry. I should have done that. I should have done that and been like, oh, what? You must have just been outside, dude. Like, yeah, I just like played s- it. It went off. It was a great idea. Because, you know, he's in the bathroom or talking to his girl. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. So um, so what remixes, I want to, like, what songs to you have you not figured out the remix for, but you're like, you know that there is a remix of this song because it's in your head and you love it. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Do I do that? Do I say that? Um, can you, can you well, give us, like, uh one one song that I've been working on remixing. You don't have to for, give away any gems that people don't know of. Oh no no no! These are all yeah. It's, it's pop music. Oh okay. um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like uh, I've been because I've never really made a drum and bass track before in uh-huh. my life, and so it's been challenging. Uh-huh. But I have uh, this uh, drum and bass rework of Brown Eyed Girl uh-huh. that I've been working on. Um, that's not what I expected when you said drum and bass, but that's kind of cool. Well, I, it's just drum and bass tempo and rhythmic. You know, structure. It is like a little kinda, bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's been challenging. So that's been that's a slow. Cool. That's been a slow going process. And then, uh, do you remember the song "In the Meantime" by Space Hog? Because they were like a one hit wonder in the nineties. No, I know yeah. "Meantime" by Helmet. <laughs> no, ooh, that's oh, a good one yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been working Me- on that okay. for a while too. That's cool. Yeah. How long does it take you usually to to get this stuff together? And oh man. I does it is it I am, standard? Or? I do not work very quickly. To oh, be you honest don't. With you production wise, no. Because you have um, so many remixes. A lot of that is just waiting for that that spark, like you know that one moment where you just like 
that's the way that I work. I'll sit and meddle with something and poke at it and mm-hmm. poke at it, and then I'll just have like a six-hour period of, oh, okay, this is what needs to happen, and can knock it out then. But, mm-hmm. but that could take weeks to get to that point, or so longer even. You, you know? don't like, what what. So during those weeks where you're not, you don't know what needs to happen. What are you doing? Are you actually working, or you just think about it and think, I don't know what to do, and like a lot of it go is have that. A, Go have an ice cream cone. Yeah, a lot of it is. Oh, that. really? <laughs> There's a lot of ice cream cones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean because I'm traveling and playing music so much that, yeah. you know, it's really just an excuse. But you know, that's you know, that's one of the reasons that is because it's it can get a little exhausting. Yeah. And just like, oh, I don't feel inspired, so I'm not going to work on that today. Right. And you know that that really is just an excuse. You right. Know. Right. Well, I, I you know, I, I feel that way too. Like I'm not that I'm not feeling inspired mm-hmm. or I'm not in the mood. There's a line in that movie Dune where he's like, I'm not in the mood. And he's like, <laughs> mood is for cows and lovers or something. And I was like, yeah, yep. because you have to, if you want to be creative, you need to create. It's not about like being in the mood. It's about just being the conduit and opening it up and letting whatever's going on at that moment, even if it's like, yep. a, mm-hmm. just let that fucking happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it took me a while to figure that out, though. Mm-hmm, it took of course, me a, a real long time because I was I was very much like I'm not in the mood. Yeah, like it's it, there's something intimidating. I don't know. Do you think there's something intimidating about sitting down the to to do a track, whether even if it's a remix, because you wanna like these tracks you all personally like, so mm-hmm. you don't want your remix to be like shittier than you know Definitely. where people hear it and they're like oh, I like the original better. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's something that I. I try not to think about too much because, yeah. like you said, I want to be a, as much of just a conduit as possible. But that definitely is something that I uh, that I feel is that you shouldn't step all over a song. You know, at least I don't. I don't like stepping all over it. You know, no. I, I feel I, like I your remixes are very it, subtle you know? sometimes. And yeah, a lot of times it's just putting a beat behind the song that I like, just so I can play it in DJ sets. So that's, yeah, so you'll just throw out, you'll just make a very make like simple like, like eight bar loop or whatever, maybe change it for the chorus, but just drop it in there and just a lot have of times, it. Yeah. 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 And just do it more like a, like a kind of like disco edit, you know, like the disco guys would do, but you know, and then sometimes it'll be where like for the no rain for the blind melon, it's just the vocals and that guitar loop from the original song. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest of it is, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, my, it's doing production stuff. Yeah. So. When um, when you are up there and you're like rocking these, I mean, this is what I was gonna ask you. I mean, we we know each other, we've hung out a little bit, but not too much. But I mean, you don't strike me as this. I mean, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but you're not like this super happy, good time, feel good person. Like I can see that there's some darkness in you, that there is some stuff in you. Oh yeah. But then your sets are so you know feel good and i mean your set at um the woogie this year at mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle was like i don't know how many people told me about that sunday set yeah during I, the day it was like probably the most popular set of the whole festival from what people told me i mean i it was i heard about it probably 25 times not even exaggerating i i get spoiled at lightning in a bottle and um lightning in a bottle 2010 was really the first time that i took the risk of playing the pretty sappy kind uh-huh. of stuff. Um, and so just every year since then, I just like more and more get spoiled there. So yeah, I mean, yeah, this year was, was no exception for sure. And uh, I guess that playing the, the pretty feel good kind of stuff is almost kind of like medicine in a way. Is like, that what you feel for, like? For the, 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that, that's not how I go into it consciously. Right, but, right, right, right. But yeah, I suppose that, that it's kind of that way. Yeah. I see. So it's like a healing. It is. I mean, because I, you know, humans are dynamic critters, you know, uh-huh. we're, we, we have a lot of, a lot of, you know, different sides and things like that. And I definitely like, I have my demons for sure, you know? And, yeah. um, I think that I don't set out to play the happy stuff or the romantic stuff just to make other people feel good or to make myself feel good. But I suppose that that's all, all related for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it feels good to feel good, you know? Uh-huh. And, and they're all songs that genuinely put a smile on my face. Yeah. You know, and I, I I don't play a song just because I think that the dance floor will go crazy or whatever. I well, play that's it. what I was just going to ask you. Like, do you do you ever play stuff that you aren't? You know, that you do you feel pressure to play certain styles or certain upbeat stuff? I I went through yeah. There was there was a time when I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. When I felt like okay, I can't dip into this or dip into that. Would you get that feeling when you look out, like you play a song and you see people sort of like start to mill off the dance floor? You know, when you're like... Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, that's I definitely... that feeling. Yeah, yeah me too. The worst Especially feeling. if it's something that you're really feeling and just like, ah, You throw okay, it on and you well. watch everybody sort of like look at their phone mm-hmm. and like walk away. Well, and and that's, that's why brutal. it's like, I think part of part of our job is is to be, you know, as, as musicians... Um, is to be true to ourselves right? and to just do whatever we think is going to, you know, like whatever is, is truest to how, how we're feeling and what we want to, you know, project. But if you're a DJ or, you know, you're playing for a dance floor. Yeah. Part of your job is to make the people fucking dance. <laughs> you know, isn't that like, the two sides of it? Where you're there to entertain, but you also want to educate. Exactly. Right? So exactly. Yeah, and that's a tricky that tightrope walk right there. Right. Yeah. Very. Can, you know, how to not get completely. You know how how to how to be true to yourself without being self indulgent. Yeah. 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 You know? And not like just spoon feeding. You know, we've all heard sets by DJs where you're like, okay. Yep. Absolutely. Like it, you're just playing all the shit that that everyone already knows they like. Yeah. In fact, I saw this really amazing quote Diplo was interviewed in Billboard recently and he was saying at least they called it the rave culture. You know, he doesn't associate with it. I think the quote went something like they just they don't you know, that culture doesn't even care about the music anymore. They just want the same stuff that they familiar stuff just repeated over and over and over. Exactly, yeah, just something that they can sing along to and fist mm-hmm. pump and Sure. Totally. Yeah. It's like putting on Don't Stop Believing just mm-hmm. over and over and yep. over. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's going to work every time. Every time. <laughs> the second it comes in like the fourth time, people are still Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Kanye and, and uh Jay-Z did that thing where they played um Niggas in Paris like eight times at the end of a show. Did you hear about that? No. They would when they were doing their their what was it? The Watch the Throne tour. Uh-huh. They would end with Niggas in Paris and play it. Like I think in Chicago they played it ten times or something. Like and people would that. be like some people would be leaving, but then the people staying would be like freaking out even more. And they no. would just be that boo 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 boo. You know that <laughs> opening. <laughs> and just um. Yeah, I don't know, you know, it's just sort of giving people what they want over uh-huh. and over and over. I always feel that pressure, um, and I have felt that pressure, especially with the trap and dubstep and all this stuff that's kind of in the genre that I was always in. Mm-hmm. 
it's in that world and so now i'm like well damn this shit's really good too it's not that i don't you know it's not i never play anything i don't like but it's like i know that the kids want to hear this but i just i don't know you know it's always that trick you just aim a little off like Mm -hmm. a little ahead of them sure right well well and and i also think playing what genuinely moves you yeah you know even if it's one of the hot tracks, and you know that it's a track that the kids want to hear. If you like it and it makes your ass shake, then you should, you should play, play it. it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know? And if it's like, if you're opening for somebody, maybe don't play their track. <laughs> you know? <laughs> have but, you had people play but, your remixes? Other than, that, other than that? Opening who are opening? No. Oh, no. really? No, I have seen that happen, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah. And the dude apologized to me. He was like, <laughs> I was standing, I was waiting to play, and he played it. And wow. then he looked at me like, like, isn't that cool? And I was yeah, like, look, oh, I'm shit. giving you props. It's like, well, no, actually. He goes, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. And I was like, I don't know. It was so funny. It was yeah. such an awkward moment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, well, what am I supposed to do? Do I pretend like I'm playing it right now? Yeah, well, <laughs> and it, it, it's like when the promoter picks you up from the airport and you play playing your music. I don't know. I've had that. And uh-huh. then, yeah, and that's he's looking at me smiling and it's like, I know, but I don't know. Now I'm like so on the spot. <laughs> yeah, like it's exactly. It's your music. You know, and everyone and you're playing it, and everyone's looking at you. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I don't know. There's the, there's something about DJing I think is really interesting. Like, you know, you're you're at the center of the party, and you're sort of the liaison to everyone having a good time. Yeah, but it's so isolated up there. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You ever get lonely up there playing? <laughs> yeah, especially especially if like, for real if, if the if the oh absolutely yeah. especially if the booth is any distance back from the crowd right up on a stage and then also back like ten feet yeah you feel so lonely yeah you can't even make eye contact with people right because you have all these lights in your face yeah. and all this like fog machines yeah and, yeah it's it's a really it can be a bizarre experience it's a, have you had a few of those surreal experiences where you just definitely. Yeah. And also, you know, your mood going into it, like you're, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're having a weird day and now it's like party time and it, it's like, I want to like, you know, watch Muppet Babies. Exactly. And, and <laughs> oh man. The the number of times that that has happened, you know, and, and usually once <laughs> What I'm, is your trick to turn it on? How do you turn it on? Um, sometimes just listening to songs that, that move me. Beforehand? You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't. Other than playing shows, I don't really listen to a lot of the tracks that I DJ. Yeah, right. Out unless I'm, you know, practicing or. Do you have a warm up or like a a ritual or any kind of thing you do before you play? Not especially, no. Um, I I usually just like I I pace around a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Do people try and talk to you? Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Everyone wants to like chat with you. Uh huh. And take pictures and things like right. that. And, and you. And yeah. yeah, I try to be as, as you know, like, I I have to appreciate that. Yeah, You know, right. they of came course, to my show to course. see me. Like, I, I'm so, like, there's a ton of gratitude there. But sometimes, like, I'm about I'm about to go on. You know, <laughs> can we chat afterward? Or, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like, have this feeling, like, it's like I'm about to jump out of a plane without a parachute. And someone's, like, asking me to tell them what the plug-in I use in on the specific song <laughs> is. And I'm like... Oh, dude, I'm just so not. I can't think about what you're talking about right now. That, that's and it's not even. It's not personal or anything. But I just can't. My I can't get my mind to go over there when I'm DJing for some reason. Like, or not for. I don't know. I have this thing that happens where I don't remember any. It's like I don't really remember what happens when I'm doing it. I'm very in the moment, so my memory is like off. Yeah. People will talk to me and things will happen, and I'm like, 
people ask me questions. I'm like, I can't access memories <laughs> and information right now. I'm in like this other mode yep. and I can't turn over to, if I turn over to that, then I'm not, I'm out of like performing and yep. I'm not in the zone and feeling it. Cause you have to be an audience member as a DJ, like as you're up there and you know, when you first start, you're the, you know, usually you're playing for like two people. So you pretty much are the audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to be able to feel what they're feeling, right? To do it right. That's mm-hmm. why I always agree. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least sensitive to what they might be feeling. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. Dancing with them. Yeah. You know, in that way. But, um, I can completely relate to what you're saying. Like, especially for the, the bigger, crazier shows. Yeah. They'll go by in an instant. Yeah. Just like that. And be like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. I, I just played for 90 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> How? When? Uh-huh. Yeah. So anything that happens in that time. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You can't access those files. That's what it is for me. I like, I can't, people will be asking me stuff and I just, it's almost like I can't even understand to, to put the sentence into like a, something that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you're asking me to like do stuff that I'm not able to do right now. And it's, it's always dumb requests, you know, yep. <laughs> when I finally dig, it's like, you know, first you can't hear them the first seven times. And then when they're finally screaming in your ear, you're like, you need like, like a cigarette out of my backpack right, right now. now. Right now. Like there's not, there's not 400 people out here with cigarettes or something, you know, whatever yep. it is. Yep. <laughs> so, so the song you were you, you talk a lot about nostalgia and you like that this think we were talking about get that feel good vibe. And so mm-hmm. when you pick tracks that you're gonna remix, I mean they're all they're most are they mostly old tracks? I mean, do you have you hit any new like something just comes out and you're like, Oh wow, I wanna really mess with that. Um, the Florence and the Machine remix that oh, I yeah. did was fairly Which track is that? Um Dog Days. Oh Dog yeah. Days are over. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um and uh yeah, so that was pretty. That has recently. a total nostalgic vibe to it too, though. Like yeah, just it just does. It does. Yeah, it's triumphant. And, it is, you know, all and that. The, and the dog days are over. Right. right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but a, 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 I would say the vast majority of them, yeah, are older songs. You know, mm-hmm. songs from that touched me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them, um, or just at at some point in in my life was like was impactful. You know, like mm-hmm. no no rain was like a, a really important song to me when I was. What was the importance of that song? It's just, you know, it's about depression and things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, that has always been something that, you know. That That you dealt with. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, moody musician types probably go through that. We were just saying that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the creative folks, they, you know, we all have our our weirdness and our demons and things like that. Yeah, people Uh, think DJs are are like party boys, but we're usually like self-conscious, introverted yeah. socially awkward types mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah more often than not yeah. yeah at least most of the ones i've met are yeah 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 absolutely and and like you said uh earlier is like that's why we spend so much time just looking at our computers yeah, <laughs> you don't have to talk to anybody else yeah, exactly <laughs> like i'm just gonna make weird sounds on my computer and i have headphones I on and i have a computer and so i'm completely inaccessible from the world so like no one can talk to me or request stuff from me and like i don't have to do anything i can just like do my thing exactly yeah <laughs> yeah go into hiding <laughs> so when you were in bands when you because you came up playing in bands mm-hmm. what was your instrument 
Uh, I played guitar in most of the bands that I was in, but I was in uh, drumline and drum corps in high school and just after oh, high okay. school. Oh, okay. Like, um, you play at, like, football games and stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's and cool. in parades and things like right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, Memorial Day Parade. I did that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, and you play guitar in bands. Did you sing, too? Uh, I screamed in a couple of the bands. Oh, they were, but, like, metal bands. Um... One one of the bands that I was in was like a like kind of like Spinal Tap, but for like death metal. <laughs> so it was like it was like mock like, it was mock metal, but uh, like really really heavy, kind of kind of like kind of like Pantera ish guitar riffs. Oh. But like all the lyrics were really really silly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but song in that style in the uh, serious style. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. What was the name of that band? Hood. Oh, that's a good name. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good metal band name. Yeah, right? really good. Um, and then the first band that I was in, um. I was in the same in all these bands with the same drummer. Um, that like the same like uh, one Christmas when we were like twelve years old or something like that. We I got a guitar and he got a drum set. And uh, so you started that young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were playing on the Sunset Strip when I was like fifteen years old. Oh, where that's that's so cool. Yeah. That must have been so awesome. It was awesome, but it was it really makes you see the ugly side of what did you uh, see, what what shocked you at fifteen that you were like, well. Um, so a lot of those places, uh, like the whiskey and the Roxy are pay to play, which yeah. means that they give you a stack of 50 tickets that you have to sell. And then, so you have to bring the cash for those tickets. Right. So after sound check, they make everybody leave the club. They lock the door and they say, okay, come give us your ticket money. So we're 15 years old. Like my right. mom had to drive me there to play on this <laughs> Wednesday night show. We were not going to sell. What did your parents think about all this? Oh, they, they were totally very, cool. very supportive. Oh Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're basically locked out of the club and they said, you know, if you don't have the money, then we have your instruments and we can, we have the right to sell them. Really? Yeah. To the 15 year old kids. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what the, like the, the management there uh-huh. said? Yeah. To try to like get the money out of us. And so we ended, we ended up having to have our parents pay for, you know, cause trying to get 15 year old kids to drive an hour into Hollywood on a Wednesday Where night. Where were you at? Where were you living? Valencia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like this. You thought you were just going to show up and play, though. You had no idea. Well, no, we knew that we had to do that, but we didn't think that they were that they, they were going to lock you th- out. Yeah, yeah, be unreasonable about it. Like That's maybe insane. we could make some kind of a deal or something. Yeah. They were like, no, we need all of the cash. And how? What are the tickets? And how much are they? I mean, how much is each ticket? You said fifty tickets. Yeah, it was like fifty tickets. I think it was like ten bucks a piece. Right. Yeah. So your parents basically just they had to they had to pay for the rest of whatever yeah. you guys didn't sell. Yeah. Just did you play the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there were some people there? Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. It was mostly like, you know, my parents' friends and yeah, you know, right. family friends and yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Little Nikki's band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That's so it amazing. Was, yeah, it was fun. And but, but that tripped you out. Did that trip you out about the music world? Like, Well, just about the way that a lot of the clubs, especially on the Sunset Strip, work. Treated because, people. Because you have like, oh, the whiskey, like the doors were discovered here and, you know, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like, when you see the ugly side, it can be a little disappointing. Did you when, feel you like know, at 15, it sort of made you be like, oh, wow, the music, this is, this is not, it's not all like sunshine sort of. and good times, like playing with my friends in their basements. And sort stuff. of. And I just saw, yeah, just how, how much of a business it really is. Right. You right, know, that right. it's, it's not just, it's not rock and roll. Right. It's, you know. Right. You know, they're trying to squeeze blood from a stone a lot of times. Yeah. You know. So what was your job before you were... I mean, I assume you're making money just full-time DJing now because I mm-hmm. see you playing fucking everywhere. Yep, that's what I do. Um, but what was the job like right before you started DJing? Um, random production work, doing PA set work. Oh, okay. Um, 
art department stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my whole family is uh is in you know. Your family's in the, in the entertainment industry. industry. Yeah. Was your what did your dad and mom do? Um. So uh, both my dad and my stepdad uh, are carpenters, mm. um, like set builders. Um, my mom doesn't work in the industry, but her all of her other siblings do. One of my uncle uh, uncles runs the back lot at Paramount, and yeah, so it's just it's kind of you know it's it's in the blood, so it just makes sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And what is, she, is your mom in the same? No, no, my mom just no, she's just a businesswoman. She works for a vitamin company. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you feel like the entertainment industry was just sort of always part of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't playing music right now, I would I would be doing some sort of production work. Yeah, totally. yeah, you know. Um, I'm Do you ever worry it, like that the gigs are just going to go away because? It, sure. Yeah. Sure, especially because I am so like, I like I haven't put out new music in a while. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you feel like I, that affects the number of gigs you get? I think that it, it. I think typically it does. Uh huh. You know, if you don't stay fresh and stay relevant and keep reminding people that you're out there a lot right. of times. Do you, um, are you doing other things other than releasing music like? whatever um i don't know instagram or like stickers or making mixes or i mean you have a ton of mixes online actually you know what I, was, I meant to tell you this every time like i'm hanging out with people and they're like put on some music because like you're a dj and it's like what i like to listen to is never what anyone else likes to listen to because <laughs> right. i want to listen to like 70s like um metal or like just some weird hip-hop shit or something yeah. So I just put on a pumpkin mix every time. I swear to God, I go to my SoundCloud, no joke, and I put on a pumpkin mix, and it's like everyone's totally satisfied. I'm like, Aww. this will just like make everyone happy. Like, well, thank you. That is lovely. If I put shuffle on my phone, yeah, it'll ruin the day. <laughs> what is this? Uh, well, I like the Operation Ivy shirt. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. This you, Is that original? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. You know, it was my friend's, and okay. he gave it to me. All right. Um, just cause it I, looks like it's been around. That doesn't. This is a long. This is an old shirt. I oh, don't know yeah. if it's like original bought at the show or anything. Oh right. But it's 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 pretty legitimate. I think you know. I mean, he probably bought it at a record store when like because he was a punk rock kid growing up. So uh-huh. it probably is, and it's polyester, so it's stuck together. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! Really? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Op Ivy, man. They're, yeah. They're so good. The greatest. Mm-hmm. That would be. Yeah. That's awesome. Do people? Oh, dude. I know this happens all the time. You people tell you to remix stuff. Uh-huh. I was oh, just yeah. about to tell you to remix Operation Ivy and I caught myself. Awesome. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> don't ever catch yourself cuz you know there are, there are great ideas out there. I, there I, are I, well there's a few like cool um reggae moments uh-huh. that are like ska moments in some Operation Ivy that I think Definitely. Probably yeah, I was damaged with. I was a ska kid for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you were in such a big pond all of a sudden as far as like and I oh, I'm always struggling with like how to stand out. How do you feel like you are able to stand, like keep your head above water and stand out as an artist, as a DJ? I think just because what I'm, what I'm doing, uh, because it's a lot of remixes of the Mm -hmm. nostalgia and things like that. And, you know, there's, there's always going to be that out there and there's always going to be new remixes coming up and, you know, like somebody is going to remix an old Stevie Wonder song, Mm -hmm. you know, this year at some point. And it, you know, it like, you know, it, Finding the the content is is easier, and because I'm not, mm-hmm. um, I'm not like stuck to a genre. In, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. most most of the stuff that I play is like over house beats, but I'm not necessarily. What tempo was that new one that you played? us like is that like one ten? That one's like a hundred, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah, slow. So it's really slow. Yeah, um, 
but that's the thing is the the EP that I'm making is is gonna be more like for listening music. It's not gonna be like dance floor music, oh, okay. especially. A lot of vocals on it. Yeah, yeah. Like female vocals. Yeah, I think mostly female vocals, and um, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. But how but, far along are you? Um, I I still need vocals on most of the other songs. How many are there all together? Oh, there's gonna be four. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. there's a little short EP. That's fine. And you have a place out to put it out? Uh, that is still being discussed. Yeah. Right I now. mean, I think you should create a big build-up for this thing because it's your first original release mm-hmm. and you've built an organic fan base. I mean, I remember you coming up. You have the same allure that I think like Lauren does in that people... Nice yeah, you have a very genuine fan base of people who are totally dedicated and will go see, go to a festival to go see you. Yep. Yeah, I I'm very fortunate that way. Yeah. And and the having it build up grassroots the way that it it's has It's very been very organic, yeah, very it's, real. Yeah. It's valuable having it is. that because you know, it's not just somebody that clicked like on the Facebook page because they saw a banner ad or whatever. Right. It's well, and it's not because of one hot track. Right. You yeah. know, it's not like you turn down for what and then no one hears them about them. <laughs> yeah. Um it's like people are going to see your shows because they've they've downloaded your remixes because I play your DJ mixes when I'm <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, people are like very just into the sound. And I think there's a longing for that feel-good, smiley, daytime music. Sure, because we, we Cause do get a, we get a lot of the dark, you know? Exactly. I would say it's probably almost like 75% dark, you could y- even yeah, say, Yeah, definitely. Right? Or even if it's not dark, it's taking itself very seriously. Right, right. And I think that sometimes people just need to laugh and, you know, it's, let go. But it's serious business when you're up there being a DJ. How do you balance the, like, you know, keeping it fun, but also, like, you know, like, don't you, I don't know, do you, huh. do you worry about getting, making sure your sets are all mixed right and, like... Well, I don't... I don't like the flow really, is good, and like do you, that, I depend completely on just instinct and vibing with the crowd. You I never pre. I don't ever do pre-plan. Sometimes I'll have an opening track in mind, mm-hmm. but I never, I never pre-plan the actual set, just because that's where a lot of the fun. Because that's when it's a dance, you know. That's when I you see. can, you know, the give and the take. Yeah, you know, and if a track isn't vibing with the with the crowd, then I can, you know, switch it up and get into something else instead of being locked into a structure. Right. You know, it's just it's more free and fun for me to do it that way. So you um so if you go into something and you see everyone sort of is like sours, you just quickly mix out of it. Um well maybe not so quickly cuz sometimes okay. sometimes it takes just a minute for you know, something to soak in. Yeah, it does. You know, sometimes like things that are unfamiliar and strange at first can become really enjoyable. Very maybe. often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. So you let you'll play tracks that are a little edgier, that are a little weirder. Sure. Yeah, I've been I've been experimenting more with that just as as I've been getting more comfortable and as I've been playing more shows mm-hmm. just to keep it interesting for myself. Yeah, right. You know, right. so I'll I'll dip into something that has maybe a dirtier baseline than people would expect to hear from mm-hmm. me or something that isn't, you know, a remix of a pop song, you know, that is just, you know, just like I've been playing a lot of like, you know, the baseline driven like deep house kind of stuff. Like really, just like sexy kind of baseline stuff. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. And uh, I've been playing some more extended sets lately too. So when I have like more time to play, what do you mean, like two hours or something? Yeah, like two plus hours. When I played at Astral Harvest, which is um, up in uh, Edmonton, yeah, uh, I played for six hours. Six hours. Yeah, I've done that a couple. I played for nine hours at the Bounce one year. <laughs> yeah, which is a festival in Northern California. Yeah. 
Um, and it's and usually a sunrise set that just ends up going on into the afternoon. And by the end of it, I'm just playing like old school hip hop and Motown and just funky, fun daytime stuff. Six hours though. I mean, you, you have like bathroom breaks, you run off to go to the bathroom. Do you have I, like smoke breaks? I, I do run off to go to the bathroom when I, yeah. <laughs> and you know, hopefully whenever I do that, there's one close by, but I've, you know, I've had to run a, a pretty fair distance before. Have you really? Have <laughs> yeah. you had the song end on you? Uh, no, no. I always make sure that it's a nice long song before I go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a that's a that's Six an important Six hours. Trick. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. And sober. It, and it never. Were well, you sober? Well, relatively. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's, that would be. I would. That would need to take something to keep. Because after a na- ninety minutes, mm. I'm like, I feel like I ran a marathon. You spent. Yeah. I mean, I there's. I know what you're saying. When the vibe is right and everyone's feeling it, and the daytime set is a little yeah, different that's, than that's, the nighttime set. And this was in Edmonton, so it's like twenty hours of daylight around the, that time of year. Oh. Because it's so right, far north, right. so it was sun, it was sunny the whole time. Like the the sun went down around midnight and then came back up at four a.m. Right. So it almost just throws your brain off. Oh, big time. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah. At least I I, I don't know how how they do that. <laughs> it was really very bizarre. Did it throw you? It threw you off the whole time. Oh yeah, because it was 11 p.m. and the sun is just barely starting to set, and it doesn't even go all the way down. It just sort of dips just, behind the mountains. Right, right, right. Yeah, really bizarre. <laughs> kind of cool though. It, yeah, it, it makes cool. it makes for a good rave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the extra daylight. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's so cool. So you, wow, those are mega sets. So. What do you play with on your computer? You have Serato, or are you playing? I, I play on Tractor. Okay. Um, I I've been really considering uh going back to CDJs now, just because the you know newer CDJs can They're do a, so a lot. Dope. Yeah, they, yeah, and they can do you know, and it's just such a risk dragging a laptop around and. Well, oh, so you wouldn't play with a laptop on the CDJ? You just no, use just the, thumb, the drives? thumb drive. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It's a lot of fun doing that. Anytime that I play house, just straight up house music sets, I always just do it on CDJs. So just, you still I, do straight house music sets? Uh, yeah, I have uh, another project called Nick the Neck. Oh right, I saw that. Nick yeah, the that, Neck. that so was my that was my first DJ name. And that's what's still do. That's what's still going. That yeah. sounds like such a mafia name. Yeah, yeah, that was Is the that idea. Like Goodfellas, like yeah. Nick the Neck. That's where <laughs> that's where the nickname came from. Oh yeah. okay, was sounding like you know yeah badass mafioso. Nick the Neck. Yeah, where'd exactly. you grow? Oh, you grew up out here. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay, so you've been still have you been writing original music for that? Uh, for the Nick the Neck stuff? Yeah. No, I'm going to do, um, I think, my first Nick the Neck remix um, pretty soon. I've been talking with this little indie label um, about doing something for but one of their But you have music out there on SoundCloud as Nick the Neck? Nope. Oh, no, okay. just, just DJ sets. It's just DJ sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know about the Nick the Neck. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Thing. Like, I mean, I love the sing-along song vibe, and I love getting to play the the happy love songs, but... If I want to shake my ass and just dance, it's yeah. it's house music always. Do you ever feel like, um, like playing the the, the uh, sunrise set is hard because you have to wake up or or the, you don't go either either don't go to bed or you go to bed at like two and wake up at four or something. Yeah, it can be challenging, and I've done that you know many times. Had to just set an alarm. And and it's you're so like, weird to walk out onto a dance floor where everybody's just on one and they've been dancing all night. All night, and you're and like, I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes. <laughs> you're like, like mm, hi uh-huh. everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it can be really strange, but um, I like it because after people have danced all night, they're just so much more pliable. You know, you can play just a sing along song, something without a beat at all, and people will stay on the dance floor. Right. 
you know, because right. they've already danced their ass off all night. Right. Um, it can be challenging. Because they though. don't know where their tent is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they forgot how to get back <laughs> to their camp. They don't know where they are. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Missing a shoe. So they're like, I'm not going anywhere. This guy's playing music. I'm just staying. Yeah, missing stay a here. shoe. Yeah, I'm going to stay here until I recognize until, anyone. Until, yeah, someone I know <laughs> comes up and brings me back to where uh-huh. I'm supposed to go. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You have them right where I want them. <laughs> exactly. I've got all these lost people. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're getting them because you're playing all this nostalgic stuff that they already know. So they're like, oh, they feel why? safe. Yeah, exactly. It's very safe. <laughs> yep. You create a safe. It's like a little. Um, it's like, a it's a trap basically. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's like a halfway house. For, yep. <laughs> for, the, for, the for the wayward ravers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, we're just gonna play you like. Like, just happy, feel-good music, and you can relax, and your friends will wander back and be like, hey, did you see um, Shock Tea? And they're like, oh, I left her on the dance floor, like, at 2 a.m., and then they wander back. Still there. Still <laughs> missing a shoe. Still hula hooping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, like, when I was looking at your whole thing, it seems like the next logical progression would be a live bands live electronic band thing yeah that's definitely something that i've thought about yeah yeah because you Um, have the chops and you love both sides of it you know definitely yeah i think maybe once i have some more original material um under my belt i would consider that one of the things that i love about djing is the fact that i'm playing other people's music too because Mm -hmm. I, i love getting to share other people's music yeah right but also the fact that i only have myself to worry about because that was one of the hardest things about being in bands was dragging like four or five other stoners around and you know and, <laughs> and I, I was one of them being drug around you know like i i, were I, did, you the guy I did in charge or yeah, i wouldn't say in charge oh, okay. I, I we all did our fair our fair share of stuff but you know were like, you the most responsible one i don't think that i would say that necessarily oh. no okay no i wouldn't you weren't the one maybe in maybe in one of the bands but right i mean really we're all we're all just we're all the same you know like musicians there's like you know like it i would have been frustrated having to drag you know just four more of me around right right know, even if it was you know um but yeah plus like i said you know like humans are such dynamic critters Mm -hmm. you know it's just really hard to get along to be equally motivated you know to really you know so that's the the reluctance for doing something like a project well no because because now it would be like i could I could, you know, I could be the one in charge if it was like, yeah, all, if it was it would on, be you your know, thing. Yeah, exactly. Pumpkin in the pumpkin patch. Exactly. Like I said, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I know. It's so awesome. I'll, let, I'll, I'll rent that name to you. Thank I already you very bought much. the .com. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that I'd be into that. And uh, are you familiar with RAC? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, What's that? It's, it's, it, I think it stands for the Remix Artist Collective, or something like that. Uh. But it's just one guy now. Oh, um, okay. But he he does he yeah. So it's a, little <laughs> it's a collective uh, one. Um, but they they have a live. It's mostly remixes they do, but they have a live set where they do like live. It's almost like covers, I guess, of the, uh. of the remixes too. Was your band a cover band or was your band a live band? No, it was it was all I mean, songs we wrote. Original band. Yeah, it was all songs okay. we wrote. Okay, so yeah. you've been you've written songs and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I started writing songs when I was thirteen years old. Right, I was thirteen years okay. old. Okay, so the whole songwriting thing is like the remixing is just like you have a million songs in you. I would think the remixing like. I really always enjoy doing cover songs because yeah. it's fun to take a song and put it in, yeah. the, you know, play it in a different style. Like yeah. I really love when, 
You know, like a hardcore I band. I have one for you. It just came to me. 1979 oh, yeah. by Smashing Pumpkins. I, that's That would be a good one. I, good I haven't one. heard a good remix of that song. I've no. heard a couple remixes. With that little house beat under it? Uh-huh. That'd be fresh. All right. Anyways. Sorry, like go ahead. Um, oh, I the songwriting thing. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I love reinterpreting things and yeah. all of that stuff, but... Um, just it it just makes sense to be able to you know like it's been so long since I've made any original music right so I really want to just to see what comes out but it's also just you know those songs I I can license you know yeah like, oh, yeah I've been hit up so many times by people trying the wanting to to license remixes that I've done and they're all they're all illegal you right know? they're all bootlegs you know have you had problems with SoundCloud yep. Yeah, they've taken down like two of my mixes and a couple of my remixes. That's gotta be frustrating. One of the remixes I did was a legitimate remix that is out on Beatport, and they still took it down. Really? Yeah. And did you get it back up? The the like the loop the like the hoops that you have to jump through to be able to get it back up. It, it was just a lot of scary legal talk. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm probably gonna do it, but. I'm sorry, my cat is bumping uh, you with her tail. Oh, she that's okay. <laughs> Um, wait, so you see, that's the thing I don't understand about SoundCloud and I love the service, but like if they're going to be a thing for DJs, remixes, illegal remixes are part of the game. They're yeah. like the yeah. standard fare in the DJ world and they can't be up there pulling stuff down when there's like 10,000 other mixes up there with other people's music. Every DJ up mix up there is other people's music. I mean, maybe there's a couple mixes that are just all original stuff, but right. you know what I mean? It's like they're pulling down people's stuff because I've had stuff pulled down, and I've realized the way to fool it is to like not have the intro be the intro of the original song. Yeah, that's where they start reading the waveform. That's what yeah, they exactly. do, right. So if you throw it off then, you just put something on at the beginning or whatever, at like the first 10 seconds. Yeah, well... What they say is that Mixcloud is really supposed to be for like DJs putting mm -hmm. up mixes, and Soundcloud is supposed to be for sharing original music. But it's really never been no. like that. <coughs> the vast majority, I think, of what is on Soundcloud is electronic music, remixes, DJ mixes. I would say over fifty percent of it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't go exploring in other genres that much, so I have a pretty narrow view. But Where do you find your music? Where do you go and find music online? Do you go to SoundCloud? SoundCloud, um, a lot of it is word of mouth, you know, or blogs, you know, just like reading whatever different kind of music blogs, Accelerator. And Are you on any like DJ um, pool, record pool, whatever that? You know? um, I, I am a couple on a couple of them, but it's all for just house music. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all just homies that run labels. That, right, you know, right. Um, house music is making a huge resurgence yeah i mean yeah. not that it ever really went anywhere but but now it's it's in the mainstream isn't it funny stronger. i feel like it went full circle because when i was coming up house music was like house and trance were always like the biggest things right and then it sort of like died out drum and bass and dubstep and trap and now it's like we're back to house yeah. it's like a wheel mm -hmm. and we just, just it is it is it's you know so and funny. until somebody like invents a new you know, revolutionary musical instrument that, you know, or something really bizarre. It's going to keep going in yeah. circles, you know, yeah. or, or similar circles yeah. like that. Well, I think there's an, there's this, it's like the four on the floor versus broken beat. Mm -hmm. And it just goes kind of back and forth. Right. You know, where we're like, the four on the floor is satisfying to everyone because it's like an amoeba can bounce to it. Exactly. You know? And it's, it's got the heartbeat element. Yeah, you've got it. It's like, it's very, it's, it, you don't, it needs no explanation. Yep. Broken beat is like, 
the divergent from that, so it's like a little more complicated, a little headier, right? Exactly. Syncopation and all that. Kind it of takes stuff. a little, yeah, a little bit more work to grab onto the rhythm to <clears> be able exactly, to dance to it. Yeah. Exactly. And then so you're like, it's just like the other side is always greener for a while. You know, you're uh-huh. like, oh, I like this, and then you're like, oh no, I like this. You well, know? that's why I think variety is so important because, mm-hmm. you know, throwing on. Do you oh. ever throw on just like a Stevie Wonder track just as is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sunrise sets a lot of times You'll I'll do I'll do that. Yeah, for sure. Just throw stuff on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like the the broken beat can be so satisfying throwing in the middle of a four on the floor set or vice versa. Right. You know, just a really eclectic, you know, boom bap kind of break beat set and yeah. then drop into something with a four on the floor disco beat. People will respond because totally. they, they like the variety and things. That's why the it's fun to switch back it up. The flipping forth is like it clicks in my brain. There's this J Lo song that does it. Uh-huh. The verses are like four on the floor. No, the verses are are broke beat, and uh-huh. then the chorus is four on the floor. And it's like every time it switches, I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the broken beat implies a four on the floor. It's right. like that's what it's like hinting at. You know, that's that's yeah. I love that stuff. I yeah, love me that too. Stuff. So, do you think? What do you say to people, or do you think that people still feel that electronic music is kind of soulless, repetitive, and um, um, you I, know, I would empty? say that I would say yeah, there's a lot of that out there. Do you think electronic music needs like a, a more soul, more? No, I no, I think that there is soul yeah. out there. There's there's a lot of soul in a lot of electronic music. I think that a lot of the stuff in the mainstream right now is yeah. is a little lacking in the soul department uh-huh. you know because now that there is a formula yeah everybody's right. just writing the formula right. you know um right. but i think that there's a lot of electronic music or music made using electronic instruments or and what have you mm-hmm. with a ton of soul like chet faker you know like what is chet faker i don't even i just heard of him he's a he's a singer songwriter um like r&b style ish uh, okay. but it's all he plays like you know makes kind of like heady beat head sort of beats and plays you know piano like oh and he plays yeah. live yeah oh cool yeah and sings live and um yeah it's like super emo kind of oh uh, okay like lyrical content like like but, the weekend like sad, uh-huh, sad exactly sad dude music yeah it's, it's pretty sad dude music yeah, yeah but with more r&b kind of right. flavor i feel that um you know, so there's you know there's quite a bit of that. You know, music made with soul, but just made on computers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I don't think that a synthesizer has any less soul than a guitar. It's it's mm-hmm. all like sure. it's all what you can do with it. Yeah, you know? sure. And guitars make more sense to me than synthesizers do. Uh huh. As far as just how to play them, you mean? Yeah, and just all the all the weird, fun, soulful things that you can do with them. But mm-hmm. I know that synthesizers can, can be played with plenty of soul. Sure. You know. Hell yeah. Definitely. Cool. Awesome. Word. I think that's about it. We covered a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No doubt. What's? Do you have a name for the new EP? Um, that's kind of still up in the air. Um, it's uh, all the songs like. A lot of the, like the lyrical content and uh, the design and everything is all really inspired by the movie Flight of the Navigator. Oh, really? Yeah. What? What? Wait. So why does Flight of the Navigator? Uh, I mean, I know the that's a like it's a just old because it's like kids it, movie. Yeah, right? it's a kids movie, kids like sci-fi movie, but it's all like you know he's like on this solo journey. He's lost. He's separated from his family, and he, there was like this you know. He flies like, this like really big ship, right? Yeah, the spaceship. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman actually does the voice of the spaceship. I uh, recommend giving it another watch. I mean, yeah, I probably watched it when I was eight or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I uh, 
again, the nostalgia thing. I was watching it, and <laughs> there's just so much, like, there's recently. so much. Recently. Yeah, uh-huh. fairly recently. And there was just so much symbolism that really stood out to me. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have that because. What was the symbolism? Um, well, like I said, he's, so he gets separated from his family. Uh-huh. And he's, like, trying to get back home and on this, like, you know, this journey. People, like, yeah, I, I feel Hero's like. Hero's journey. Yeah. Well, and he's, like, alone, but, but you know knows that his family is is there you waiting know for waiting for him and it, yeah I, it just it's it's just such a great like it's super uplifting That's and the story and is, very yeah. cheesy you know but it's a good kind of cheese but it seems like you're immune to that like that stuff doesn't bother you <laughs> no definitely not i actually kind of i really enjoyed taking something that you know like remixing a song that nobody wants to admit that they like you know <laughs> and uh <laughs> just you know and yeah, there's there's something really satisfying about that. Yeah, letting letting the nostalgia win, even if you know, even if it's against good taste. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a powerful stance. <laughs> awesome. <Thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, but no release date. No. Nope. No. You gonna call it maybe Flight of the Navigator or like I don't I don't the think name anything of the spaceship or something. Anything, oh yeah, that's an idea. I don't know something you know relating yeah, to it. And most of the song titles are all pulled from the dialogue. Oh, they are. They yeah. are. Oh, what are some of the song titles? Uh, one of them is the purpose of laughter. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a scene in that movie. Um, the the one that I played you is actually uh, we made that song before I kind of came up with this concept. So that oh. song's called Shifting Things. But the you know it's like it's like anything. If you want if you want the lyrics, you know, for a song to apply to something, it, they will just because you're projecting that onto it. Right. So they do kind of apply to the whole to that whole vibe too. Right, right. I see what you're saying. You yeah. can just easily do. You, do you find like song titles sometimes are just like a crapshoot? You just kind of absolutely just like whatever. Just throw something on there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's like it needs a name. Exactly. You know I mean? It can't be that track that is like in this folder on my computer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's why there are a lot of um, like house and techno labels that will just n- label their tracks with numbers. Oh, really? You know, just like. You know, it'll be whatever the record name is, and then just one A, one B. You know, zero zero one, zero zero two. I see. Yeah, just because they're like, yeah, you know, we, names don't really matter. Wait, so what if so the there's a name for the record, like the name for the the release. Mm-hmm. It's like the Planet Mars release or whatever, and then there's this track A one and track B one, yeah, yeah, or B two yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, and they do all full like just catalogs of A ones and B ones. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it as like a... I thought it was like an artistic thing where the artist was being like, oh, I'm calling my track A1 just because like, you know, yeah, whatever. Like, I've seen people call the track Untitled, you know, uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Edgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so clever, edgy. Clever, clever. Whoa, my head just exploded. <laughs> this track is called Untitled. Oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Cool. So what's coming up for you festival-wise? Um, what is coming up for me? Festival is there? Wise? I mean, we're winding down now. So yeah, it's towards the end. Uh, Art outside, which is uh, just outside of Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, that's a good one. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's it, festival wise. Cool. And then, what's your uh, online? Where can everyone find you? Where can your fans find you? Um, if you go to pumpkinsounds.com, dot com, mm-hmm. it's all one word. Uh, that'll take you to my SoundCloud page, and uh, or facebook.com slash pumpkinsounds. Are you on at, Twitter? At Pumpkin Sounds on Twitter. Um, yep. And do you respond to your all your own stuff? Yep. Yeah. You respond to fans and stuff? I do respond to fans and nice. stuff. Yeah. Cool. My uh, 
My SoundCloud inbox is a little backed up at the moment, but you have a lot of people writing you on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, lately, just be, it, it being festival season. Yeah, you know? totally, yeah. totally. People asking you how much you charge and whether you can play. Do exactly. you have an agent? Do you have somebody? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Sylvie Barnett with Street Ritual. Oh, Sylvie. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, she handles all my booking. Yeah, she's awesome. Cool. Thanks for coming down, Pumpkin. Thank you, brother. Nick. Um, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Craddy with Live and Direct. Signing off.